Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The Roundtable. It is episode 44. Yeah, I was going to see. We didn't even check that I beforehand know. if you remembered. So but I did. I remembered. For Good for you. <laughs> we have our guest today is Chris Jackson. Yay. Yay. See, this is what we need our producer to be have clappy hands. I thought this was so a long time coming. Hands. We do. Uh, what happened to them? I don't know. There's one. Ball. Oh, they're sitting over there. They're very bright. Clappy hands we thing. never use them anymore. No, so no, and we even got a sound machine from your aunt. Yes. And we never used the sound machine. That's packed away. Huh? It's packed <laughs> away. Because you lost it. I gave it <laughs> no, to you, it's not. and then you lost it. I don't lose things. Okay. Is it in your office? It is in my office. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's so funny. I don't. anybody that knows Jenny <laughs> I know that losing things is like a common thing. I know, but I don't lose it for long. See, there's a difference. Okay. Because you can lose it for like a really long time and then lose it for like 10 minutes. Okay. There's so you're gonna t- So you're going to tell people, why do we do the round table? Yeah, I am. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. So we do the round table. <laughs> I can't handle Nick when he laughs. Okay, you do it. We do it to provoke conversations around the table, these little tables that we have. Yeah. Yeah. To bring in the message from Sunday and relate it to personal history. Personal history? Yeah, I like that word. I don't know. (laughs) Testimony. We get to know our guest. And we got some like new segments. Yes, we do. talking about current events. Yep, it's going to be deep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the having people like weigh in did anybody weigh in after last week i don't think so but i don't think we really had asked them to do that maybe we should do that since we're going to make it a thing because they really liked it you know but we better get ready for the you better get ready it's going to be very opinionated (laughs) right this might be the first time that the the podcast gets some like hey maybe hey controversial (laughs) stuff on youtube does real well no no i don't mind controversy let's do it yeah listen i i love conflict I know you do. No, I can't. Do you? No. Yeah, no. I You're am not, not a confrontational <laughs> person, me either. Yeah, I'm for Unless sure, I have to be. Because conflict always makes us grow. It does. And I, and I get I that, but it's not something that I like to do. Yeah. I yeah. love it when you can position each other in places of like, because part of the reason you don't have conflict is because you don't really say anything. Well, not you personally, other but than people. with Troy. I like oh. to have conflict. <laughs> <laughs> is he easy? Does Troy listen to the podcast? I think they do. Okay. You know, they come, go back and, and look at them later, you okay. know. but Well, they're for sure going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to be a guest in uh, May. Oh, cool. Is he mm-hmm. really? oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's so going to pick on me in May. Is, so. That's the day for sleeveless shirts. For sleeveless Why will he? the oh, yeah. biggest arms I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Does he really? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, does he really? I mean, he guy? used to be an yeah. MMA fan. Oh, yeah, that's right. With a big head. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer oh, called him. Skinny. What? Yes, Jennifer what? told him that he has a big head. No. This really happened? No, for real. Yeah, we met last week. Yeah. She called him a fat head, isn't that right? <laughs> no, or something? He didn't. Yes, I promise. I promise. He was like Jennifer super skinny, Ella? like yes. probably what, 180? What? Yeah. Like just ripped. Oh, yeah. like ripped, ripped. Oh, when he oh, was, he when was, he was fighting, but he his was head really... is the same size. <laughs> yeah. So just so everybody knows, this is one of our worship leaders. If somebody yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, if you didn't hear Barb say this, he was an MMA yes, fighter. Yes, he was. So just be careful of your comments. Yep. Be <laughs> careful. More, maybe we should, since we're talking about, it, maybe we should post a picture. I know that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I wish we had that picture. Oh, wait a minute. Ripped Troy. <laughs> I bet he would send us that picture. He's huh? very proud of it. It seemed. 
No, I would want to see it. Too. It was I should have wore his HHH or HHR shirt or something. His, what, fighting, his fighting shirt. Team? It was his fighting team shirt. Yeah, that's I amazing. Can yeah, we all get those shirts. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, that would be amazing. Make them for you. Seriously, not yeah. wearing a fighting shirt. I want to wear a fighting shirt. I want to be a fighter. I, I used to want to be. I don't want to get hit by anybody. I don't want to be hit by him. He's probably going to get me when I get No, I know. We need to get those and put them on there. Yeah. We all wear them to church Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We can cut the arms off of it. No. Yeah. You mean the arms or the sleeves? I don't know. The sleeves. Just cut the arms off. Same thing. I mean, the same thing. Same thing. Arm spot. They always call. Here, can you put your arm in the arm of your shirt? Whatever. No. It just yes, made sense. Are you wearing long arms or are yeah, you are they short arms? Long, whatever, whatever. It's okay. Long it's arms. Okay. But We're either shitty. way, so I'm we are going to be talking that. about current events. Yes. You know, so that we can get people get weighing in. And not just current events for current events, but how they tie into, because this is do. true. Culture does have an effect on Christianity. Absolutely. And culture has, a, has an effect on how we view Christianity and culture will have an effect on how Christianity goes. Right. Right. Like it's, uh, because again, the thing that we have to remember is throughout all of scripture it says this but it's tend to go the opposite which is that if you're a part of the world mm-hmm. you know or if you're with god or on his side the world will hate you mm-hmm. right right where we've tended to be a people who just blend in with culture mm-hmm. right and because i doubt that there are too many christians right now so i feel hated by the world Right, Probably like I don't, not. yeah, I don't think anybody would be there. But mm-hmm. Scripture says, if well, at you least want. not in this country. Yeah, yeah, no, right, for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Yet. That should be a red flag, though. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if you're if culture, if we are against culture, regardless of what place we live in, mm-hmm. you know, or the world, because I don't think you'll convince me of this. Other, I've said this before, and people are like, well, you know why the reason you're not hated in the United States? Because everybody's a Christian. Mm. <laughs> that is very true. A lot no of people. Oh yeah, true. just get on a dating app. They'll tell you. It's like everyone says Christian. Serious. Everybody the says dating Christian. Dating app would say yeah. that you're a Christian. Uh, pretty much everybody. A hey, lot of them. I got something for you. Okay. Is, dang it! I'm gonna get off. You have a present? Okay. No, but oh. I, no. But I thought of you the other day. What happened? I had like 25 minutes before I needed to go somewhere. So oh wow! I'm, like, I'm done watching. Rust Valley restores on Netflix. Ooh, you know, okay. where they take cars yep. and rebuild them. Well, anyway, so there was this thing that was like, love is blind. Oh, that's so a TV I, show. So I thought, I'm going to turn this sucker <laughs> on. So I turned it on, and what it is is people that sit in the opposite, opposite room, opposite rooms, they can't see each other. Yes. And over the course of however many weeks, they yep. got to propose to that person and they, get married yeah. without knowing what they look like yeah. or ever touching. Well, them. because no, 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 because they choose between the people, so they sit in the room and they're like, they switch it yeah, up. They interview a bunch of different people, right? Yeah. So they're getting to know them through the voice, through like the personality, but they never see them, so you can never like yes, have so, that option of judging. Okay, that's what like they the look dating game back in the that was back 40s. in the oh my gosh, 50s yes. and 60s. That you know? was. There really? was three people yep. on the, the yes. one side, three men, and then the one woman would come out. And, um, I remember that and show. And they, they would ask, she would ask each one of them questions. Mm-hmm. and But they could and see each other. No, no, they there was a wall. There was a wall there. Only wow. the people in the audience could. I yeah. remember the dating game. <laughs> yeah, it was the dating game. <laughs> How that's do you know about the called? dating game? Because it was on a game show I used to always watch. <laughs> it wasn't that you old. Just watch the reruns, right? Oh. It seemed like it was on currently. I don't know. There was a murder or a serial murder on that show oh, at what? one point. Yeah. Uh-huh. On the dating game. Fun fact, yes. A fun fact. I guess. Is this, yeah. I guess Did we'll he have get to picked? find out. Huh? Did he get picked? 
Um, I don't know, actually. I think I actually think he did. You know, here's the funny thing. I don't know if you know this or not, but a lot of Jenny's fun facts aren't facts. Yes, they are. Yes, <laughs> I mean, they are. Just so we're on the same page. But that right one is. Is this not true? Jenny brings up a lot of facts that aren't they're facts. They're just not true to you. Yeah. Uh, they're the true to me. The record's not very good. No. no. <laughs> so far, she's like, you want to know some facts? And I was like, oh, yeah. She <laughs> says them. And then our producer researches them. And they're like, that's actually not a fact. But it was fun for you to say it. No. So it's fun to think that they there might have like been a serial murderer. No, actually, she's she's on the, she's right. Yeah, on that's one. right. Uh huh. So well, I do picked? know my stuff. Huh? Did he get picked? Um, I can't remember if he got picked. I think maybe he did. Ooh, that's but scary. I do know that I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was Yuck. sitting in the middle of the three because I remember watching this documentary. Really, I'm very visual. Serial? I'm a visual. I can remember things. Yeah. So either way, that was off the subject. But I thought, well, Jenny <laughs> always brings up these dating apps. What? He won. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Somebody picked a serial wow. killer. What was his name? Don't you know? That's really desperate. Why? I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh, Rodney I really believed it. Alcala. What was his serial name? <laughs> they always have a name. The dating game killer. That's right. That's oh, a, it's, a, it's on Netflix. The dating game killer. Hulu. Oh yeah. Gosh. Dating game killer is on Netflix. Documentary. Yes. Okay, wow. well, I guess we'll have to look that up. So. Anyway, when you bring up the dating thing all the what? time, it's like, this would be perfect for Jenny. The love I can just see her love is blind, her sitting on the other side of a pod. I know. Huh? That'd be, I think be that'd be cool. Yeah, you could pick your husband. I would get to know him deeply. Yeah. I did go on a date on Saturday. Yay, how'd it go? It actually went really well. Good. Did he yes. pick you up? No, we met halfway, because he lives in Indy, and it, yeah. Did he pay? Did he pay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did he treat you well? Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us any of his well, great qualities? Well, I will say this. So I didn't really, I didn't really stalk him on um, any social media before, and I don't know why I just didn't. But then, so we, were, I was sitting in my car waiting because he actually told me the wrong time on purpose, so I would show up like early. Which Be I don't why? Know. Because he always because knew I told late? him that I'm always late. Okay. And he said that he was leaving, and he it would take him less time for me by ten minutes. And I show up, and he's not there yet, and I'm like. What the heck? He should have been here by now. And he, when I had like got to, or when we introduced, he had told me that it was because he told me the wrong time. Well, what was, I have what, always wanted that though. What? Somebody to lie to? Yes. You? Yeah. No, that's perfect. That's I know. a great way to start a relationship. <laughs> I've always idea. wanted a man that will start off lying to yes. me. Yes. Well, my husband was always late, and I, and I used to tell him yes. we had to be places an hour before we really. Nobody did. ever wants to do that for me. <laughs> no, I know, but doesn't it sound funny, Jenny? It like, does. What I've always wanted in a husband <laughs> yes. someday is that he'll lie yes. to me on the first date. I knew the first moment that came out of his <laughs> mouth when he happen. said that he was the one. But anyway, so I was sitting in my car waiting. Okay, and this guy walked. So I didn't really, I knew what he looked like, but I feel like I just didn't in that moment because I saw this guy walk behind me and he had like really long hair. He looked like a total hippie and I was about to leave. Because that, I thought you I got would catfished. not have done that. Oh. You no, got who? I thought I got, you don't know what catfished is? You ever really? seen that game? Catfish Hunter? So, no. No, it's like, okay, so catfish means that I can, or like I would put a different picture of myself on a dating app, okay? And then I would show up and it would be me. So I would put like, I mean, you can do like heavily filtered ones or I could be like Jessica Alba. I don't know, like a celebrity or something. And this works out how? Because you it, actually have to see each other someday? I know. It doesn't make sense. But they have a whole like TV show on it. Yeah. Um, catfish. So I thought I was getting catfish. And I was like, I knew it was about to happen. I knew my time was coming. <laughs> okay. But, so, but you met him. Tell me one great quality or great thing that you learned about him. Uh, that would make it be like, this is worth a second date. That he loves God. Wow, oh, that's good. Okay, where does he go to church? 
Um, well, so we just moved from uh, Michigan okay. down to Indy because okay. of his dad is going through cancer. Oh. So he's there with them. So okay. he's like in the process of finding a church. Okay, good. Yay for Jenny. Yay! Yeah, that's great. <laughs> she found a guy. I mean, he lies, but at the end of the day, great. the other qualities, taking care yes. of his dad, yeah. loves God. Yes. You know, so that was a good start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you use the dating app to find him? I used the Christian dating app to find him. Wow. And he was the first person that, like, I, like, actually connected with on okay. there. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay, so Barb, tell us a little bit about Chris. you. Before we, Chris. <laughs> Why did I say Barb? I Who's Barb? I look like a Barb. No. I don't know. Who is Barb? <laughs> Wait a second. How did we... Did you say Barb earlier? I never said no, Barb. Okay. You didn't say Barb. So tell me. Chris. <laughs> I don't know how I got that. Anyway, Chris. Barbara tell, Styson. Who's Styson? I don't know. Stryce- the- I stand Stryzan. That's who yeah. I meant. She's she's how do you say it? Barbara Stryzan. Barbara Stryzan. Barbara Stryzan. I don't know. It's in a song that I know of her. Yeah, she's, she's a, a singer from back in the 60s. I only know it from the 2010 song that they just made of her. It was like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Nick? You would. Look her up. Chris. <laughs> Chris. Umagoji. The Umagoji. That Got it. weird song. Okay, anyway. Tell us a little bit about you before we just jump into like oh. current affairs. Okay, so my name's Chris Jackson. And yeah, not Barb. <laughs> Crying and we're gonna there. and my nickname's Barb. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it, it is from. from now on. Yes, it is your new nickname. Um, I was married for almost forty-five years, mm. and my husband passed um, with cancer from cancer uh, about four years ago, mm. and I have been very, very busy ever since because you know you just don't want to be home. Yep, you know? time. Yep. Yeah. So I keep myself busy. I I went back to work. I was retired before. Oh, um, wow. And, and I'm just working part-time, so yeah. I'm doing um, mobile home closings. So I go all over um, Indiana and do closings for people buying houses or doing refinancing. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really kind of a fun job because huh. people are in a good place at yeah. that point, you know, right. and I've only had a couple criers, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's a good thing. Of, like, yeah. losing their home? Well, more like they're going through a divorce. Oh, um, you know. okay. I had one that when she was she was upset about losing her, or about leaving her home. Uh-huh. Right? But, but she's, like, getting a new home, but she's like, oh, but this has been my life. Memories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 but. For the most part, it's it's a fun job. Is that what you were doing before you retired? No, actually, I worked uh, at Wabash Technology for oh, wow. almost 30 years, and I was their material manager. So I took care of shipping and receiving and scheduling and purchasing and, mm. and did all that. So That's a big change. It's a, it's a huge yes. change. But um, So, Chris, were you retired before? Before your husband died? Yeah. yeah. I retired when I was 57 because he was older he's, was older than I, and he had already retired. Okay. And I was oh, like, wow. I am not going to work while you stay No yeah. kidding. Right. That's right. terrible. <laughs> right. So right. we had about about five years where we were both retired, and uh, we camped down at Florida. We took our camper. We had a big fifth-wheel camper, oh, and we wow. went down for a month or two each year, and um, – I love Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. You know, Especially retired. Yeah. I even got to see a beached whale. I mean, a beached really? whale. What part of Florida were you in? Um, on the Gulf side, okay. uh, Madeira Beach, yep. Clearwater, that yep. area. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so that's where we always stayed when okay. we went down. But, um, but since then, you know, uh, I keep myself busy with. I'm on the board of directors for the Huntington Theater Guild. Um, oh. About. Five years ago. I didn't know I, that. Yeah. Do you like acting? Well, I had never, act, I, I did more singing than acting. You can sing? 
Uh, well, I could, but <laughs> 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 at one time, maybe. Yeah. But um, I tried out for The Wizard of Oz, and they put me in as Auntie M. Ooh. Really? I love The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my goodness. It it's was my favorite so it is a good movie. Do they, have, um, do they have shows often? Yeah, we're doing a murder mystery, a dinner <gasps> murder mystery Are there uh, auditions this Saturday. for us? They're already set. It's, our, it's a you Saturday. You can't get so. in, Jenny. But if when you want to get I? in... Uh, we're doing Willy Wonka. <gasps> yes. Um, tryouts. I could be what's her face with the we're, blueberries. Yeah. Tryouts are May. The, <laughs> I want to be the blueberry girl. May the twenty fourth and twenty sixth. Really? At, well, up wait at a Huntington second. North High Where School. is all of this? May twenty fourth. Where do you watch these things at? at the high um, this will the. It'll be at the high school. Willy Wonka will be at the high school. How does the is play this like is going to be? Because I know. You know, one of the fun things we talked about, Nick and I have been talking about this. So, like, how do you actually know what's going on in the world if you're not on social media? I know. You know, so the point is, I'm not on social media and I don't watch the news. Right. And so the only access of what I know is going on is either in my world or I've, I've forced myself yeah. to get on my phone and the little news app oh, to yeah. read oh, a couple articles because I think. Being a pastor, it might be a good idea to know what's going on in the rest Man. of the world and what's Somebody's happening. Somebody's going to tell you. So how would somebody know, like, that Willy Wonka's going on? How do you guys advertise? Again, it's it's all Facebook. Hmm. Um, and I will be putting posters out probably in the next month or so. Okay. I'll, post, I'll have posters all over town, just yeah. like I did the posters for the... the um, Prayer yeah, walk prayer that we yeah. did a couple years oh, ago. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. That's when I met Jenny. Yes, her and her ball and her puppy. Yes, that's and when he was little, yeah. itty bitty. She carried him most and of the I, way. And he helped me pray for the jail. He did, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was actually really cool. Let's not it get was. on this conversation about dogs and having prayers. And, and Listen, he helped me dogs. through it. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. That prayer he got to fine. see where his mommy used to live. <laughs> That was my address right there. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, so that's <laughs> cool. So there you go. There's, I know. there's your chance. I know. But honestly, like, I didn't think. Sherry used to try to talk me into going to, like, plays. Mm-hmm. They're the best. And I'm thinking, do I look like a play kind of guy? Like, <laughs> no. does, do I look like a guy? So then the first one she took me to was Hamilton. And so oh. we went and watched Hamilton, and I was like, wow. You liked it? Fascinated. It was the most incredible thing. I left it and went, and there's an autobiography <laughs> oh, of no. Hamilton, and I read it. And Are you it was, serious? It was, wow, Jennifer, I listened to it. I didn't really read it. <laughs> we can't worry about her. But it was 31 hours. Wow. The, the book, oh, and my it, I was fascinated with Hamilton's history and kind of how all that came about and how he was interested in it. And then she took me to see Wicked. Mm. Which is the backstory to the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like hooked. Like, this stuff is awesome. <laughs> the theaters. Oh, well, oh, it's amazing. When I watched, then she took Isaac. We used to go to New York all the time, and so they'd go watch Broadway shows oh. in New York. Oh my gosh! And so I was like, I'm going to the Smithsonian. That was before we <laughs> did this, and she yeah. convinced Isaac to go watch uh, Lion King. Ooh, in that would have been good. Isaac comes out. He's like, it was the worst thing <laughs> I've really? ever seen. It fell asleep during oh, the. No. And again, even Sherry said like it's different, like it's slower. Yeah. And you know, have you ever been to Sight and Sound Theater down in Branson, Missouri? Mm-mm. No, I've never been to Branson. Oh my gosh, you got One of like the so it's I go. like when they put on the Noah and the Ark. Mm-hmm. Like they have live animals walking in and the wow. all around That'd you. Be cool. Like it's the coolest thing ever. So I never thought I'd be into that stuff, mm-hmm. but anyway. Oh, I love that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and you could be an actor in it. I yeah. know. Huh? So. I've always wanted to be on Broadway. I do love acting. I used to be in a b- bunch of plays growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? Well, 
lot of life. <laughs> she, you know the places she used to yeah. live? Oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of it. Yes. Is this going to be the first one that they've had in a while? Because I yes. feel like I haven't yeah, be, heard well, of it because of COVID. It was, yeah, it was supposed to have been done two years ago, and then COVID okay. hit, so we couldn't do it then. And then it, it we couldn't get our venue for for last year. So, And that's our the major problem that we have is trying to find a venue because mm. you have to have a stage. You've right. got to have, you know, a way to get in and out off the stage where people can't see you and that kind of stuff. So you, you know, so it's, yeah. um, what about the, doing it at life church? I would love to do one at life. Yeah. Church. We would need to put up like a lot, bunch of like black shades though. So they could come in and out. Yeah, But we have yeah. those curtains. And that's things. true. So and then the tech room is going to be down there and they could change down there. I'm just saying, see, that's a kind of, Oh, the, listen, I, okay. I'm going to get into it. I already asked Nichelle a couple of years ago. I wanted to do an Easter performance so bad. Well, I'm just saying, we've said, like, this is the vision. The reason Nick's put so much work and now Corinne into that down there is, is because we want it to be used all the right. time. You know, to be able to do things that serve the community and bring people in. And so I was just thinking about that. Hmm. We have our a, board meetings there you in go. the conference rooms. Oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah. right, you do. You we We're know. not that far off, are yeah. we, Nick? Nope. No. Yeah. See? Yes. All right. Anything uh, that we can do to continue to serve the community and have community stuff here. Well, we do a lot. Of, we try to do two or three murder mysteries a year, yeah. and, and it's a dinner theater. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Like you come in so, and eat, and then you try to figure it out? Yeah. Yes. That would be so I much fun. I did it fun. at a place called the Wagon Wheel. Oh, yes. yeah. That would, oh, I love the Wagon Wheel. Really I tried out for Annie, or Ann there, and the blind and deaf girl. <laughs> what and was her name? I, I really have a hard time. <laughs> remembering her name and then the sound of music yeah and they said i would have gotten the part if i would have stayed on the ground but i was shy when i was younger so oh, i didn't okay. stay on the ground long enough okay and i knew sign language and i was deaf so you know it just worked do you out. know sign language i used to yeah do you know anything the alphabet can, can you sign me something i can do the alphabet no something other than the alphabet um this is mom and dad, and then grandma and grandpa. I think I might have them mixed up. Haley, if you're watching this, you can yes. check. Yes. Oh, your... we've already bonded. Huh? We've already bonded. Yeah. You can see whether or not Jenny's really. <laughs> yeah. Because she teaches her kids sign language. She does. That's yeah. amazing. That's My daughter in law teaches. Yeah. Her That's kids awesome. Sign That's so they'll amazing. come up and ask for something and be like, In sign language. What are you doing? <laughs> more? Is it more this or I don't something? Remember. I'm pretty like sure. Like they say, and I'm like, it's cute, but I'm like, can you just tell me what you're saying? Yeah. That'd no be much idea. easier. Yeah. Like well, a, you could have one of them standing on stage while you're while you're you know, doing your sermon and do that no well, kidding again, we don't haley have any of that to, when they lived around here and haley used to come that was her biggest thing it's like so hard because i can't hear right she has a hearing aid right but it's still difficult in a big environment mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. that and so i would say one of the most beautiful things that ever happened at life church is jen gerber's friends were down here for mm -hmm. something and she did that was awesome during worship <gasps> like they, they signed, signed worship oh. and i'm like I was mesmerized. I'm like, it was, yeah, I was playing that Sunday. I can remember like it was yesterday. Really? No, I mean, it was cool. It was honestly one of the most beautiful expressions mm -hmm. of worship yeah. that I've ever seen. I bet. You know, when somebody was signing worship like that, it was awesome. And one of my rehab programs, they about, they like had them do that, but I came in at the wrong time, so I didn't get to learn it or else oh. I would have had to, but, and then they would go to churches and perform it. Well, again, it wasn't just signing; it was expression. Right, you're signing. I mean, it was just worship. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like just a different way. Yeah, just awesome. Okay, one yeah. question. Yep. Is there a lot of competition within the <laughs> roles? <laughs> like, are there people from Leave other it cities? To Jenny, well, who right am I going to be up against? <laughs> I just need Why to know. Why does that matter? I just want to know if I have a chance. You have a chance. Okay, that's all I need to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I don't have a degree in it. I don't have. Oh no, no, no. I, 
I didn't yeah. go to school for it. The first it. time I ever performed on stage mm-hmm. for a speaking part was Annie M. Okay. Really? All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I, you know, I've sang before and and done like um, the Red Stocking Follies. Uh huh. You know. Yeah. And, worked and did those type things. But you see, I would never remember my lines. Like this would never. <laughs> oh, I that was, is a struggle. That was my, you know, That's my worst kind of fear. Ad liber, Me so too. So when I get up there and preach, it's kind of like whatever's going through my. <laughs> yes, head. I am Not too. Real, like I have an idea what I want to say, but I could never follow a script. Yeah. Well, David Dean Senior was. Uncle Henry? Is that was Annie M and Uncle Henry? I don't know. Henry? I don't yeah, know. they yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah. He, and he's an ad-libber. Okay. So I was trying to stick to script, and he, <laughs> he was and, going and, off. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. That's really hard is remembering the lines, especially when you do want to just put your own words in, because I tend to want to do that. Yeah. So let's, so let's talk a little bit about, so obviously, you know, a lot of transition in your life, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a lot of things happening in that way, but moving on and, you know, allowing God to use you and doing, you know, yeah. uh, great things. Well, I started coming here January 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. It was my first Sunday here. And I kind of snuck in and listened to service and snuck out. Oh, you know? really? <laughs> I did. Because huh. I, you know. How'd I, you ever end up here? Well, I, I only live three blocks away. <laughs> oh, okay. And we were, you know, um, Keely and Troy and I were looking for a new church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because so, it was all at once. Yeah. Because yeah, I can yeah. remember doing you guys' Discover Life during yeah. COVID. Yeah. Like really? In my party barn. I'm in the party <laughs> really? barn. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, doing Discover Life yeah. via my oh, iPad. Via Zoom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. on Zoom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can remember that. So, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, about a month or two later, you you had been preaching about um, serving, mm. and I've always served at our other church, and I was and I was missing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really, I I like people, and I like to serve. Right. You know, and you know, doing donuts on. Hey, uh, yeah. This, this just shows so how much she likes to serve. <laughs> yes. Look what she brought everyone. And she made them so for morning. all future people, <laughs> yep. we love love gifts. Gifts. So. Thank you. Well, you said that two weeks ago, and no, I thought, I what am I going to pay? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No pressure for any future there guests. There is no need no for that. Pre- oh, for sure there is. No, there is, is like, not. This is so cool. And no. don't forget yes. Nick. They are our guests. We should be giving <laughs> them something. Nick. And don't forget, don't forget yes. Nick. Yeah, don't just make it all about Jenny. No, I don't want it. I'd rather have you, you guys lie. have it. She always says, I wish people would bring me more stuff. What? I've she never says said it off that. screen, but it's okay. All the time. It's all right. Well, thank you. That shows I know that's very sweet. Yeah, yeah, well, and and that's what I just love to do. Yeah. Um, so serving donuts is so much fun. Yeah. Because the, you know you get to see everybody. I yeah. Do, yeah. You know, and one of the things I decided when I when I first started here was I was going to introduce myself to one person every Sunday. Oh, that's a good idea. Look at that. That's, that's amazing. Don't ask me their name. I'm writing uh, it down. We can't. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Because well, I'm, I know, I'm not Barb. good with names. Barb. <laughs> my friend. <Barb. laughs> Yeah, I'm really good with names. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I always like anyway, the name Barb. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, yeah, last week, or last Sunday, I sat in front of two ladies. Um, one lady's name was Mary, and I can't remember the other lady's Barb. name. Barb. <laughs> Everybody's Barb. I think now. it started no, it with is. a C, but... Yeah. 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 But I was talking to them that I had went to see... Um, Legally Blind Junior at Crestview 
the Saturday before. So she, then the, the one girl said, our lady said, my daughter's in there. And then we started talking about Aww. Theater Guild and mm-hmm. about the next play coming up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and it's awesome. Just, it was really nice. Yeah, that's cool. And then I got to serve in communion. Yes. I got to do communion. Yeah. That's amazing. That was, and I got to meet your daughter-in-law, Emma. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that was, that was really Fun. Yeah. I mean, no, there's, really and again, there's just a lot to be said for, you know, again, because we've always said, like, if you're going to last at Life Church, you're going to have to make an effort. Yeah. Because we oh, don't yeah. really have a lot of stuff. So you're going to have to introduce yourself to people. You're going to have to serve to mm-hmm. get to know people because we want it to be more of like God stirring in your own mm-hmm. heart than feeling guilty because you don't do it. Right. And know? Jennifer's real good about finding the right place for yeah, you. Right. I mean, she really is. So. Yeah. Does a good job. That she way. does. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about, let's get on to our current events. Let's okay. do it. Because it's always going to be fun. <laughs> Here we to, go. Because we can get more about who you are based upon current events. <laughs> That's so one true. of the things that we brought up, we were talking about earlier. So Jenny brought up the surge in COVID, right? So that's like, in right? Ch- Didn't you bring it up the in China? In oh, I said in, that they were yeah. on lockdown. Yeah, yeah. in China. Who's, yeah. yeah, China's on lockdown. I thought you said the surgeon. I'm like, <laughs> the, I don't remember surge. talking about a surgeon. Jenny, read <laughs> yes, my lips. I get it. The surgeon. They don't open very wide. I can't really read them. <laughs> you know what's funny? You like? Haley's it's like, like. Does she say the same thing? Haley's like, you have to keep your mustache shaved. Yeah. Because when we're oh. sitting at a table, I can't read your lips because Poor thing. there's no lips there. Yeah. <laughs> barely open your mouth and you have squinty eyes (laughs) yeah it's like how do you read you you're just like a hairy face you just nod yeah you're just sitting at the table and go yeah when in doubt just nod it out but anyway there is and i had read this too like there's a surge in other countries and now they're worried about you know covid coming back and Mm -hmm. what's the how's the united states gonna to operate and so let's talk a little bit about like this you know, the whole problem, I think, in the beginning was, is everybody thought the answer to the COVID crisis was everybody get vaccinated, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was the idea. And so there was some pushback. Should you not get vaccinated? Get vaccinated. In fact, there's some people at Life Church that had to make job decisions right. based upon yeah. vaccination, not vaccination, you know. So it was a big deal. And some people did, some people didn't. Mm-hmm. So, Jenny, did you get vaccinated? Heck no. Yeah. And what's your reasoning, though? My reasoning is I just, I've always thought it was weird. And this is coming from somebody that took drugs off of a dealer on the corner. (laughs) But you know what's weird? Wait a second. When you did heroin, did you do with needles? Yes. Okay, so somebody who take dirty needles and shoot themselves off with heroin. Yeah. But the vaccination seems weird. And it's crazy. Right, I know. But that's how most, pretty much every addict that I've heard talk about it is the same way. Okay. And I don't know. I think it's a simple fact of like, the pressure of like need them ha- putting on us is like, to me, it's weird. Okay. Like it's weird so for you. It wasn't really, I didn't any, feel like, it. Like, I don't want to, cause like for my daughter, so she's the only unvaccinated person, I think. So I might be wrong, but out of a lot of people at her school, teacher, oh. she's the only person who didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of her reason is, is cause she's a young woman who R- there's a worry that pregnancy does it hurt from a pregnancy standpoint, yeah. do you right. know? Does anybody really know, right. you know right. what that really looks like? I don't like? think we're going to know the side effects for another five years. Really? And then, and then yeah. you know. Then well, it's too late. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So yeah. I had COVID. The week after I got back from back to work, I had appendicitis. Oh, wow. I think, I had, I think it was COVID-related. I really? blame it on COVID. Hmm. Did you have the vaccine Not until then? after. Okay. So after the appendicitis. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, because being diabetic and stuff, you mm-hmm. you know, and, and being older is 
like, oh, right. uh, yeah, so, maybe so I with, should. Yeah, so with Jenny, you're saying your decision was just, I'm not going to get it because it's weird and it's forced. Well, it's weird and it's, we don't know, like most vaccines and everything else take years. Yeah. And then because I'm young and because I yeah. want to have children, like I'll even on dating apps, there's some that you can say if you're vaccinated or you're going to get vaccinated, but there's not a spot for like, you don't believe in vaccinations. But one of my like requirements now has become like, I do not want somebody that has gotten vaccinated because what if that like completely makes them yeah. not fertile or would they, would a man be fertile? Don't ask me. Or is it is like, it just no women idea. fertile? Well, I guess I think it goes back to what you guys just said. There is a lot of unknown. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, does anybody really know? Well, they're coming yeah. out with stuff that says that like it was at a doctor's office. Somebody like took a picture of something that said, and it said, if you're coming in for boys to be, or maybe it's guys, but it's young teenagers to get their um, what is that test that they get the physical yeah. before school for yeah. like. Um, any event, they said that if they are vaccinated, then they need to get blood work done because they're unsure of what it does to their um, heart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it said something like that. Right. So the point is the unknowns, right? So you made a decision because of the unknown. Chris, you made a decision to be vaccinated. So talk us through that. (laughs) Well, the funny part about it is I'm losing my hair. Okay. And I talked to my, I've heard my that. beautician about it, and she said, it's because you're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. No. And I'm really? like, yeah. Or COVID. My mom yeah. lost her hair in yeah. COVID. Because of COVID or, and or, or the, the vaccine. And it's like, oh, great. I'm not getting another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm kind of done with it. Okay. So I think, you know, I did it because of my health issues. Right. Um, but I don't disagree with the people that didn't get it. Sure. I think I think that they were probably the wiser because they're building their own immunity. And, you know, if you get it, then you naturally build an immunity mm-hmm. to right. it. So um, I don't know. Yeah, I just so think I- it's weird that if you go on, like, TikTok, if you go on the Internet and, like, Google vaccinations or anything like that, like, you won't find anything about the negativity in it. Like, they are deleting everything on TikTok on the vaccination if you are against it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm Here. not vaccinated. So right. obviously I'm older and don't have to worry about having kids because I'm already snipped, so I don't have to worry about that part of it. You know, <laughs> Praise the go, Lord. Huh? Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord when I'm snipped? I don't know. Don't you not want kids anymore? <laughs> huh? Well, it was a funny thing, like, because Sherry had all of our yeah. kids were C-section and she could have her tubes tied, but she says, no well, way, your you're going to put your foot and feet in stirrups. Exactly. <laughs> and I never really thought about it. Like, okay, whatever, honey, I love you. And then I had to go to get put my feet in stirrups. I'm like, what in the, What am I doing here? Feel weird? This is the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. And the lady ca- a lady comes in <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing here? Well, we have man doctors sometimes. Uh, listen. So I'm what's not the saying difference? anything other yeah, than my own feelings. So they're like, this lady comes in, and I'm sitting there like, okay, you're going to have to like disrobe, put on this little thing. <laughs> yeah. And they go, they put these little things out there that you got to put your feet up yep. in. She said, yeah, yeah. so the doctor will be back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so I do it, and they're like, so once you're done, get your feet up in there. And here comes a woman. I'm like, what, what is going on? What are you doing in here? She's like, I'm Mortified. the doctor. <laughs> And you know how they just say, oh, it's yeah. just like a little bee sting. Yep. No. No. Not a bee sting. It's not a bee sting. Oh, it's my gosh. a bee sting. But so I anyway. promise you it wasn't labor. Right. No. I, no. <laughs> listen, maybe not. I'm just saying, like, everything they said was true was not true. So <laughs> anyway, I didn't get it. The same reason I don't get the flu vaccine, the same reason that I don't go to the doctor very often. Like, the same 
philosophically, I do believe that it's better for the body to build immunity than it is for to have a pill to fix everything. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I, again, I'm not against anybody that does or doesn't go to the doctor. Right. This is my own personal. <clears throat> I think a lot of, and this went clear back to when I was in college, one of the other business studies that I did is like the pharmaceutical industry and how they make money. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a business model that we were talking through. And one of the ways that the pharmaceutical company makes money is to say, live whatever lifestyle you want because we have a pill to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're saying hypertension. Like mm-hmm. some is hereditary, but 90% of hypertension is you're too fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. so, so at the end of the day, when my blood pressure is high, which has been high before, and they're like, we can put you on a pill. And I'm like, I'm not going to go on a pill. I'm just going to stop being fat. Yeah. Like there's a choice. Like I can make a decision not to be so fat. Like mm-hmm. I'll make eating decisions to discipline my life. But pills have made it easy mm-hmm. to not be disciplined. Yeah. Right? yeah because your really pill have. can fix anything else that you have Everything. to mask over an undisciplined lifestyle. And that's not for everybody, but right. that's just like, it's my own thing. Didn't get vaccinated. And again, I've always said this, like, I don't really care. I don't care if you do or don't get vaccinated. Here's where I have the issue. Why is it that this vaccine has now become something that is, you have to have a card yeah. and the only way that you can purchase and the only things that you can do, or it's on, like, it's is there weird. anything on dating apps to say, do you have a polio vaccination? No, yeah. nothing. That's my point. <laughs> is there anything on there that says were you vaccinated as a child Nothing. against chicken pox? Nothing. No. Yeah. So why I know. now is the COVID vaccine different than every other vaccine? I know. Why do you think so that is? So they can control us. Is yeah. that what you think it's it is? Yeah, control. absolutely. Yeah. And that it's a way that they that they have now back then. So this, you want to get into my conspiracy theory? Sure. <laughs> I think they're trying to I kill like everybody. It. Do you? No, so listen to this. So back then... I really think vaccines were because we needed them. Mm-hmm. Like childhood vaccines, I really think there's something about childhood vaccines that you really need them, right? And that it's something that you should do. Well, you your know? immune system's less than. The point just is, is, I can't give a lot of research on it, but I don't think back then, even once you got your vaccines, mm-hmm. there was a thing that says you can't go somewhere because you don't have your vaccinations. Right, right. right. Like, I don't think that this was an issue. Like, mm-hmm. you chose to get vaccinated, chose not to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. meaning your kids, like whatever right. those things are. Those are decisions now. When it comes to the COVID vaccine and the development of it so quick, is, is this back to this idea is what are they trying to prepare us for? Why are they trying to control us now more than when they were trying to control us? And was there nothing about control back then? Mm -hmm. But really, is this COVID and the vaccine that goes with COVID a conditioning to get you used to more government control? Like, what do you think? Do you think that that has anything to do with it? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, they're trying to get more and more control because, if they don't have that power, you know, I mean, it's all about power and greed, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. and they have, you know, put so much money into the COVID, mm-hmm. whether it's vaccine or, you know, t- talking about it or whatever, lockdowns. lockdowns and all of this. And I think they haven't spent all of that money yet. And mm-hmm. now they, they're trying to figure out how to spend it, mm-hmm. you know, instead of doing the right thing and, putting it back into the government's coffers, right. which, you know, might reduce our debt a little bit. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Well, think <laughs> you know? about this. Is, is This is one of the things I've been thinking about because we're teaching on Revelation. You know, so that's what we've been doing here at Life Church is teaching on Revelation. So one of the things we know that when the Antichrist comes, the reason everybody accepts the Antichrist is because he brings peace. 
right? That's the one reason. Like, the world is in turmoil and mm-hmm. division. And when the Antichrist comes, the Antichrist brings world peace. And so everybody, because there is such of a turmoil, is like, mm. I'll do anything for world pre- peace, even if it means following the Antichrist. So I have this theory that part of this is to cause division and turmoil as a preparation period oh, yeah. to come to mm-hmm. the place where somebody from the government, because it says it comes from, yeah. the Antichrist comes from a government position, right? It comes from a place where, you know, they have authority, you know, mm-hmm. inside of the government, where they can now say, the world's so divided, and the world's at war, and the world's that so many things are happening, and everybody's at each other's throat, and so I can fix this, and here's the answer, and so everybody's going to be like, I'm so sick of being divided. Mm -hmm. Well, how Mm -hmm. do you get sick of being divided if you're not? Mm -hmm. If you're unified, what what does the Antichrist have to offer? Because, uh, like, as this example, one of the things that, you know, we talk about is this whole idea is how how does culture condition us to accept things that we would have never accepted 10 years ago? Right. And you can see that in anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 10 years ago... What was accepted on television, what's accepted in your children, what's accepted at school, what's mm-hmm. accepted in the movie theater, what's accepted in cult- music, yeah. mm-hmm. culture in general, Everything. things that were censored before or not censored then, things that we listen to today or watch today or participate in today or read about today, it would have never, never been accepted 10 years ago. No. Right? No. So how did we get to the place 10 years later that it's now accepted? Like, how does that happen, Jenny? How do we get to that place? I mean, just over time. Yeah, but how over time? Like, they how do cram we it get... down your throat. Do what? Every time you turn on TV, it's crammed down your throat. Every commercial has mm-hmm. it. Every, you know, I mean, every, they just cram it down your throat until it's acceptable. You just get used to it. Yeah, the, the, you're, so it's little things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's going to be the introduction of something on television that might start as controversy. Mm-hmm. But then people are going to look at you and say... So why is that a big deal? And they're going to bring conflict. And yeah. Because most people are conflict adverse. Mm-hmm. You know what they're going to say? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just let it go. Yeah. Because the Bible said it's wrong. Right. But, but, <laughs> no, I know. But yeah. let's just be honest. Yeah. Most people are conflict adverse. Yes. So yeah. when something is brought up that's in conflict, people that are not conflict adverse usually win. Right? Because they're mm-hmm. the ones saying, I don't care about conflict. And I'm going to raise my voice and I'm going to fight for it. Lots of other people are like, is it really worth fighting for? Mm -hmm. So you let a little bit happen. Yeah. And then you let a little bit more happen. And then you let a little bit more happen. And 10 years down the road, we've been sitting back watching this happen. And we've just been like, whatever, whatever, you know. So we become that lukewarm church. Yeah. I mean, is that that how you get conditioned? Because again, when do you stand up? So at what point Mm -hmm. do we make a decision that we're supposed to stand? I mean, at what point... Is it worth fighting for? You know what I mean? I was talking to a friend of mine about this. You know, I was like, how do you stand up? I'm just one person. What can, what, what is it that I can do? Mm -hmm. You know? And she's the same way. She's like, oh, I don't know. She says, I know it needs to be done. And I, but how do we start that? You know, what do you do? Where do you go? Yeah, but use this as an example. We said this a long time ago and Nick might've been here during this time, but so Hillary, when she was a youth pastor here, brought up this whole idea like we should probably think about how we spend our money because how we spend our money is affecting the rest of the world. Okay, So she brought up that the chocolate that you eat from Hershey's today mm-hmm. is enslaving people all over the world. Right. So her point was, hey, 
If you know that going and buying a Hershey bar is going to enslave a child around the world because of how Hershey's does their production and how they enslave people to be able to do it, and there's an offer for free trade, right, mm -hmm, chocolate. Mm -hmm. Now, it's going to cost you a dollar more mm -hmm. for a bar of chocolate than what Hershey's is. Wouldn't we make a decision to stand up by making a purchase decision that's going to cost you more, but it's not going to enslave. So what we did is we're like, we know it's going to be hard, so we're going to offer free trade talk, chocolate downstairs at the church. If you want chocolate, come into our thing. We had this whole free trade. You could buy mm -hmm. clothes. You could buy chocolate. Mm. Guess what? It went out of business. Yeah. yeah. Why? Because people don't. People tend to go with the flow and right. do what's easiest mm -hmm. instead of being intentional. So how do we stand up? Being stand up is you have to be intentional, yeah. mm -hmm. right? You have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Are you or are you not going to stand for, even if it's one person saying, I'll never buy another bar of Hershey's chocolate, even if it's one person that would say, I'll never buy another pair of shoes made by Nike because, if it's somebody that would say, I'll never do this because... One person has started the revolution everywhere, right. right? And anything that we've ever done started with somebody being intentional, saying, I don't care what the rest of the world does, but I have a conviction, and inside of my conviction, I choose to do this. You know, and how much can that spread, you know, inside yeah. of that, and how can we do those things? Well, mm -hmm. just so you know, the chocolate chips are Nestle's. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Just, just putting that out there for yeah, you. But, you. but my point just <laughs> but is, I know. Like, yeah. like when you do bring an awareness to something, like as an example, the whole like pornography. You know why pornography is so big? You, you know, it, and that you know it it puts people into sex slavery all over the world. Mm -hmm. right? All over the world, people mm -hmm. are into sex slavery. The only reason is is because of America. Right. We're the only people yeah. that have enough money yeah. to support sex trade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And watching it on your phone. Mm -hmm. And, and again, why do we do it? Because we make a selfish decision yeah. to pleasure ourselves over mm -hmm. other people. We make a selfish decision to make ourselves comfortable more than thinking about somebody else. Most of our decisions in life are thought from a selfish way and not a way that's how does it affect other people. Yeah. So how do we take a stand? You know, how do we get to those places where the conditioning, because conditioning happens because people don't take a stand. Right. 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 I mean, conditioning yeah. happened, look at Nazi Germany, mm -hmm. right? So if you look at the way Hitler took it over, mm -hmm. right? Hitler took it over by saying, you know what? The best thing to bring peace is, is nobody should have guns, right? So here's what I'm going to do. Just everybody turn in their guns. We're going to police everything, and we're going to take care of it. After everybody turned in, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, it makes complete sense. Why wouldn't everybody turn in? It's the good for everybody, right? Peace. But that's my point yeah. is it's a conditioning. Mm -hmm. It's a conditioning to say, trust me. Hitler, right, right. Government, trust me. Right. As a Christian, where do we draw this line to say, who are you really going to trust? Right. And where does that? Because back to what I said, or I think I said this on a couple podcasts. So mm -hmm. I have this theory, you know, when it goes into this whole conspiracy thing, I don't care about the vaccination, but why the vaccination card? Yeah. Why yeah. is it that I have to have? Why when I'm in Breckenridge, yeah. Colorado, skiing oh, sad. on a ski slope? Why is it that I cannot go in and warm up at oh, all? Oh, you couldn't even go in and warm up? No. You couldn't even you go could in even the building? You couldn't walk in the building. What? You could not walk in the building to warm up. All of the ski slope lodges that had food and warming <gasps> shelters, you could not go in. They had physical people 
at the door, guards, That's essentially. Ridiculous. They're not wearing guns, but they're guards. Right. You open up the door, the first thing they ask you for is your vaccination card. Somebody's getting paid to do that. Without a vaccination yeah. card, you're not allowed to enter. Why? How did you ski? With no mask? I mean... Nothing. You could not enter wow. without a vaccination card. You no, know, you ski... And you're just out on the slopes. It's 10 degrees out. You can go sit outside at a picnic table uh-huh. around 150 people. Yeah. Somebody I, sitting no, right over here. No yeah, exactly. But I can't walk yeah. in. Why? Because we know, like, listen, because this is what we all know. And you don't want to, people don't want to admit this. But if you th- actually think about this, you there's no, everybody's like, well, the reason is the science. I'm going to slap somebody no. silly because there's somebody sitting right beside me. At uh-huh. a picnic table that's not inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're telling me it's the science because I'm going to be indoors and it's going to spread because we're indoors when there's a hundred people sitting in this crowded spot right outside, outdoors? Yeah. No. So it's not the science. Question. What about the doctor's offices? Huh? Like, is, are the doctor's offices the same? Can you not, doctor's office, can you so. not go in there if you don't have a vaccination All card? I'm saying is, is that. You just have to be masked. Yeah. I'm just saying though, it starts with uh-huh. a conditioning. So who really cares? It's Breckenridge, Colorado, and it's just at the ski slope because you can go in town and you can go in the grocery store and you don't need a vaccination card. So what's the big deal? There. Right? Because yeah. it's coming. Well, that was my point. Yeah. So my point is, is this how conditioning happens? Is yes. this conditioning happen yes. because we were like, okay, well, I guess it's a ski slope and it's all okay. And then the next thing it's going to be, well, you know, the grocery store is saying or the mm-hmm. restaurants, because it wasn't the restaurants outside of Breckenridge. You could go into a town and go to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was only at the ski slope. So it's like, oh, so it's a ski slope. But then it was at a restaurant. So then it's only a few restaurants and then right. it's all the restaurants and then it's gas stations. So you can only get gas outside can't come inside and then it's government buildings and then it's you know what i mean but conditioning happens because at some point you're just saying you know what i gotta just go with the flow yeah Uh right i mean what do you guys think about i mean i think it's just like just exactly like you taking a stand that one time even if you're that one person it's just like conditioning where i think you think of it as like oh it's just that one gas station it's just that one store it's just it won't come to me like it's out of picture, out of mind kind of sight thing. Yeah, and why does it matter, really? Because mm-hmm. this is what everybody's going to push affect back. me. Why does it matter? Just get vaccinated and just get a card. Well, I mean, you're the one that's causing all the problems. Yeah, make it easy. Because I had somebody tell me this one time, like when we opened up the church, and they're like, just so you know, because this was a big deal. When Life Church opened before anybody else, mm-hmm. this was big controversy. And they're like, just so you understand, you are causing the deaths of people. By opening Why? up this church. Oh, when you opened up after COVID. Yeah. When we opened oh, up after COVID. Oh, okay, got you. No, when we opened up after got COVID. Got you. You know, and because, again, some of the mandates were lifted. Because in the beginning, we closed because back to I never watched the news and we came to a staff meeting and somebody's like, what are you going to do about COVID? And I'm like, what the heck's COVID? <laughs> and then somebody described it in the meeting and I thought, oh, it's like Ebola. You touch somebody and you bleed out like in the middle of the road. And nobody that was on really St. Patrick's knew. Day. Nobody really <laughs> knew, right? So then we just ended up closing for a while. Yeah. But when we got a chance and, you know, anybody that's on staff here knew that I'm like, we're opening. Yeah. Whatever it takes, Pretty we're quick. opening, you know, to be able to get this done. And we had people calling and saying, like, just so you know that you are causing the deaths of people and you are selfish and that you are proving wow. that you care more about yourself and the numbers at your church than you do about 
you know, wow. other people. So, you know, they play it on the other end. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, this is the other end of all right. of this. Is like other Christian people are saying, you're not being sensitive to other people by not making people wear masks. Mm-hmm. You're not being sensitive mm-hmm. by not making people get vaccinated. You're not sensitive by letting things happen in this way. And I'm like, is that really what it is? Is this really what it's about? You know, is this really what we're talking about? And or is this bigger than just those things? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. And so it's let's talk bigger. about the bigger, because this is what I brought up earlier. So I said, here's something that's interesting in Revelation. So in Revelations, there's a thing called the Mark of the Beast, mm-hmm. you know, and the Mark of the Beast happens essentially, again, where the government installs something that would say, if you want to purchase, if you want to buy, if you want to go into, if you want to eat, it's easy. We'll provide it all for you. All you have to do is take a mark, and the mark 666, and as long as you have mm-hmm. the mark, you're going to be able to go and purchase. Now, if I said that to you today, right, Jenny, would you take the mark of the beast? No. No. Barb? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Barb oh would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Chris, would you take the mark? I don't think so. Nick? Nope. No, now. Okay. 10 or 15 years down the road. So mm-hmm. now here's where we started. So now... Jenny gets to a place where, or Jenny's kids get to the place where you've always had to go to, you know, you've always had to have a card to purchase. You know, if you wanted to go in the grocery store, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to go into a restaurant, you've always had to have a vaccination card. If you wanted to go into, if you wanted to go watch a basketball game, you had to have a vaccination card. No big deal, right? Because what's the, what's the problem, right? I mean, think about that today. Like if it's, if you really want to go watch your kids play basketball, all you have to do is have a vaccination card. Who's it hurting? Why is it matter? Right. Right. I mean, okay. think about it. Yeah. This is how people are thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why does it really matter? Why are you really fighting it? Who really cares? How much of effect does it really have on you? Stop being so selfish. Yep. Right? Yep. Now we're 10 years down the road, and you're used to having something that re- that on you that mm-hmm. requires entry into anything. Mm-hmm. So it's real normal, right? <laughs> so crazy. It's real normal for you to go to a gas station and have to show a card before you can walk in. It's real normal for you to go to the grocery store and show a card before we went. It's real normal to see people standing at a door, right? Because right. this isn't normal right now. The world looks at this and like, it isn't normal for people to be standing at Breckenridge, Colorado, at a warming station saying yeah. there are two guards at the door. That's abnormal and everything. Like, oh my gosh. But just think, is it going to be abnormal 10 years from now? No, not if it keeps on. Your kids are going to look at it and say, oh, that's all I've ever grown up with is people at a door asking me for a card. Yeah. yeah. And so when they say, well, just it's different than the card now, it's just a mark. Is that going to matter to them? No. Probably not. And that's, what a shame that is. Well, and that's the question is, so is this a part of the plan? It's part of the conditioning. Is well, it? yeah, I think the enemy is deceitful and that that would be the best way. To, I mean, that's what he does. He just like how he did to Adam and Eve, or to Eve. Mm-hmm. He told her or that it would um, that what she would be like God or again, it was partial truths. Right. So what's mm-hmm. the and that's deal? what he's doing. He's yeah, giving I mean, partial truth. Really that did God really say, right. Make you know, doubt. does it really matter? And that's exactly. always my question. My, always my question is, and this just gets into the church of Lacedonia. So that's mm-hmm. what we studied this last mm-hmm. week in the church of Lacedonia. They were lukewarm. Yeah. We know that that church didn't start that way. No. How does a church that gets started in a community where God wasn't known, mm-hmm. he becomes known, a church is planted, lots of people attended. How does it go from a church that's on fire to a church that essentially, the whole church, this was the only one that was a whole church of saying, right. this is completely acceptable to be lukewarm, mm-hmm. right? Because they were lukewarm 
because they honestly didn't know any different. Right. It was just like, it's normal to mm-hmm. be lukewarm. How does it get that way? How does it happen inside of a church? And how much responsibility do we have to stand up, right? Because anytime that you stand up, just mm-hmm. so we know, right? Anytime you stand up, you will have resistance. So right. when should you? Like as a Christian person, is it wrong to take a stance to say, I'm never going to take the vaccination card? No. It's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, and, I and, and, wrong, and is it wrong for us to say, I'm never going to accept certain no. things? No. Yeah, I don't carry it with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, it's a home someplace. Right. <laughs> it's right. not wrong <laughs> if you are trying to prevent what you think is going to happen. Well, like I'm asking you, think, you, do you really believe, do you think in society in general, Nick, you can weigh in on this if you want, like, do we think, mm-hmm. or am I the only crazy person that thinks part of all of this is a conditioning to make it so that, again, somebody ushers in world peace, somebody, asks, because what does the vaccination card cause? Division, Paper. Right? Oh, cause, Division. cause, yes. Cause, yeah. division, right? Like, mm-hmm. People are going to be on sides of this, right. you know, and it's going to cause division. Some of the laws that have been passed about yeah. certain things that are going to be accepted and not accepted causes division, right? Like whether you're going to get vaccinated or not get yeah. vaccinated cause division, right? And I mean, so is this somewhat of a conditioning to get us okay with? Because the response of a lot of Christian people, mm-hmm. people who claim to know Jesus Christ is to say, Jenny, if you were loving you would get the vaccination. And right. by you not getting it, you're not loving you your neighbor. You don't love people. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond to that you're not loving your neighbor? Because, Jenny, now you can just spread it out, and you're going to kill Barb over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what your right, response I is. Know. Right? You're going to yeah. kill Chris because mm-hmm. you're selfish, and you chose not to get it. How yeah. do you respond to that? Nick, how do you respond to that? Because Jenny's giving me a look like I well, have no I mean, response. Well, I mean, I just... I guess that's how I would be today. Like, I'm not getting it, and there's nothing that you can say to change my mind. No, I know, but how do you respond to somebody who says you're selfish and that you're going to cause the deaths of other people and that you're only thinking about yourself? I don't think I would respond. Christian people think about other people. I don't think I would respond. You wouldn't respond at all? I don't think so. Just walk away What would you do, run away? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just turn around and walk away. I, I don't know. I just, I don't got time for that. No, I'm, but it's a question right now. That's a division right, in the Christian right, community right. right now, right? Yeah. Like, Nick, how would you respond? If somebody said to you, you're being selfish and you're, you're doing all of these things and true Christian people out of love right. would be vaccinated. Yeah, I've had this conversation. It's not Ooh. fun. But no, it's not. It's not fun? Oh, no, it's not fun. No, because then they start bringing up all the facts, which, again, you can go on, you can go on the Internet and you can find anything that fits yes. what you want to say. Mm-hmm. But really, I just said, what do I have to worry about if you've already got vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Right? If you've got vaccinated, if you're vaccinated, does it really matter if I'm vaccinated? Right. Right, because you're safe. That's a good point. Supposedly, I mean, if supposedly you're yeah. You're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, I just think it comes down to, and I think this is the part, at what point? Right, because this is the this is the fine line. At what point do we trust government, and what time do we trust God? And at what point, who will be the ruler of your life? Right, like mm-hmm. because if somebody asks me with this, like I'm just gonna flat out say the reason that I'm not getting vaccinated, honestly, has nothing to do with my health, or has nothing to do with me spreading it. Like 
neither none of those crossed my mind all of the thing that crosses my mind is that i've mm-hmm. with my own conviction of what i have with the lord i think this is a place to take a stand i'm not going to get it and i'm not going to get it because i do believe and i'll just flat out tell people that what's happening through covid revealed a lot yes right mm-hmm. and part of the revelation is is that one we will bow down to authority when conflict comes regardless if you're in the wrong if the government's in the wrong, mm-hmm. you're going to bow down to the voices of culture over the voice of God, because there's nobody that's going to convince me, nobody, that the voice of God would have said, don't gather. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, Just, yeah. Nobody's going to convince yeah. me of that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people should have a choice to gather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't have to. People mm-hmm. could have stayed in their homes. People could have sheltered in. People could have done all those things. At yeah. no point do I think it's right for the government to tell me. Yeah. That I have to do something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's the way it should be. And that I think that's the place where I honor God. Like my job was to preach the gospel. And if it's to nobody, it's to nobody. But I'm not going to stand back and allow the government to tell me that, you know, I'm not going to do it. It's mm-hmm. a conviction that I have with the Lord. Like I'm not going to do those things. And I do think that some of these things that are happening are con- are flat out to condition not me, my children. Mm-hmm. and their children to accept something that's coming in the future. Yeah. And I just want to, for me personally, this is just my own personal feeling. Right. Like for me, I look at it like the church in Lacedonia, because this is the other conviction I have. It's like cu- culturally the way I make my decisions is the same way I make my decisions inside of the church. Like I'm not going to not preach about something and take a stand on something just because it causes conflict. So when I make a stand in culture, I'm not making it, I don't really care mm-hmm. if it causes conflict or not. I'm going to make a stand. You can hear my opinion. You don't even have to agree with me. I'm not asking you to have to agree with me. And I'm not even going to sit here and try to prove you wrong because I honestly don't care. I'm going to take this stand because this is what I believe. And it's the same way that I preach on Sunday morning. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. I'm not going to compromise it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to talk around it. I'm not going to have discussion. You know, we're not going to discuss whether it is or isn't. Right. This is what is true. You do with it what you need to. Mm-hmm. In the Church of Lacedonia, how did they get to the place where they accepted being lukewarm? Like how? Think about it. Be, be in that position. Who would have told them that it was okay to be lukewarm? Where did that come from? The and how ahead. long did it take them to get to that point? For sure. You yeah. know, was it a matter of just a couple years, or was it? Like no, we would probably guess years, that it probably 30, took them 30 40. to 40 years yeah. to be able to get there. Because yeah. we know the church in Ephesus. Yeah. 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 The church in Ephesus had been planted. And by the time mm-hmm. that they, you know, were planted and on fire to the time they lost their first love was about 40 years. Mm-hmm. So we're assuming that track that Paul made okay. to plant those churches would have had to be in some of those time frames. So we'd say that it went quite a while since that church had been in there. How many years, we don't know. But it did take time. Yeah. Right for them to get there, but how does it get there? How does a person get to a place where they are inundated with mm-hmm. something that made them believe that it was okay to be lukewarm? How does a person get there? By dismissing everything that they think they should, but then just letting it go. And just, I feel like if you don't agree with something because, and you don't want to like speak out on it because of conflict or you're afraid of that, 
every time it's just going to be easier to like completely dismiss something. Dismiss or accept because there's a difference. I get, you think there's a difference? Well, I'm just oh, saying yeah. if I dismiss it, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to bring up the conflict. I'm just not going to do mm-hmm. it. Accepting it would say, okay, I guess I'm just going to go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing, right? Like you can just dismiss it and say I'm not right. going to argue about it, mm-hmm. you know, but if you accept it, then you're essentially going down and it's... That's I, true. I mean, I'm thinking that. But you, know. you said it Sunday, they lost their, fi- their fire for, mm-hmm. for Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and... And, you know, that really stuck with me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep thinking, man, have I lost my fire? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. to get you back, back, you know. Yeah. yeah. It takes you to, you know, really start to study a little bit more and start to read a little bit more. And um, I hope I haven't lost my fire. I don't well, think I have. Well, think of it. But th- yeah. Well, think of it this way. How many times do we see this in marriages where people are falling out of love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is a common thing. Like, this isn't uncommon. Right. right? They didn't start to the point where they were, didn't love each other. They were on fire, on Mm -hmm. love. Over the years, Mm -hmm. they fell out of love. And they fell out of love because they went ahead and accepted certain behaviors as okay. Mm -hmm. And somebody confirmed that that behavior was okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why they kept doing it. Nobody brought it up. No wife said, hey, hello. I don't know if this actually works. <laughs> right? Like, hello, you're not loving me well. Right? It's just been, okay, I'll just accept my husband for being kind of apathetic in this area. Yeah. And then I'll kind of accept my husband for kind of not loving me in this area. And I'll kind of accept. And then pretty soon you get 20 years down the road and you accepted all of these things, right? You've, you've compromised all of these things. Right. You've, you've allowed all these things to happen. The next thing you know, you're like, how did we ever get here? Well, you mm. got here because of the first time mm-hmm. that you didn't feel like you were being loved well. You didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and that has to be what's happened in the church, right? In the church of Laodicea, right, it had to happen where the first decision that we made, there had to be like, is this right or wrong? Somebody had to confirm to them. Who was going to be the person that's going to confirm you need to stand on this or you need to stand on this? Who was there? Because everybody gets to this place. Like Mm -hmm. you don't usually make these decisions alone. No. Right. So what is our role? Because that's what happened inside of the church. There had to be leadership that was first lukewarm before the church became lukewarm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or the church became lukewarm and got rid of the preacher who was on fire and brought somebody in that accepted Mm -hmm. their behavior. Yeah. Right. Like it had to get to that place. But that's my big point is, is that so how is it? Because this is what we have to really figure out. So how is it that our cultural decisions are also playing into our spiritual decisions of compromise and our spiritual decisions of. So if we're being conditioned today mm-hmm. in culture to accept things inside of culture, are we also being conditioned in the church to yes. accept certain things? Do you see that? I mean, do you, not in life church, but do you see that in the church in general? Yes. Yes. In other churches, I've seen mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like, what are some examples? What are some examples where conditioning mm-hmm. has made it? So, like, you look at a decision today, right? Right. And we're like, how did they get to that decision? Like, what are some of those decisions that we look at and say, how has that ever become acceptable? Mm-hmm. Well, I think not preaching on the word exactly to what it is. Okay. So, like, a lot of these churches that are self driven. Like I'm going to speak out on how God's going to make you feel better and how if you're down, like he's going to help you here and not the other way of like what his real 
judgment or not yeah, judgment, whatever the but, real word says right, right. yeah exactly not right. like really what god wants us to do but whether like what we want to do mm-hmm. with god mm-hmm. so over time you would say there's been this conditioning mm-hmm. that it's okay for a christian not to be in the word yeah because that's the only way yeah. you could get away with that yeah right there's been this mm-hmm. conditioning that would say don't you worry about reading it yeah and i don't think they want i'll them to. read it for you yep. i'll interpret it for you i'll show you how it really needs to be done you don't need to be in there but that Self-help happened over cells. time because nobody in the beginning would have said you shouldn't read the Word of God. Right, right. Yeah. But also, nobody ever brought it up that you should. Right. Conditioning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, as an example. What else? Like, what uh, are some other things? Well, personally, I think that, like, what comes to my mind is relapse. So, for me. Okay. So, like, you are good, really good. Like, you are going to just different things. Like, you would never, or you could never see yourself going back. But over time, you just let certain things in that make you make that decision because it seems okay. Right. That's what I think of. So you're saying like the part of the conditioning is letting little things right. in your life that shouldn't be acceptable mm-hmm. that then lead to the relapse. It, yes. And right. just let just, them build up. Yeah, little moments. Up. And that's the same thing with like you're letting the government tell you these things and you're just doing it and you're complying. And then all of a sudden it's like you're there and mm-hmm. it's happened. Mm-hmm. Chris, any thoughts on like how what like what are some things that are happening in the church today that we're looking at and we're saying, how did we ever get there? And then how do we identify the conditioning that got us to the place where this was okay? Well, I don't, I don't see it here, but you've seen other churches that are accepting the, the homosexuality, mm-hmm. the, you know, um, and, and to be clear, homosexuality and leadership, yeah, right? because okay. that yeah. because, yeah, that's, because that, that's, that's what's the gonna real, start it. because when we talk about the acceptance of homosexuality, the idea is, is that it's easy to talk like homosexuality is a sin, just like greed and the rest of these things. Like this part, pretty simple. Like what you're saying is two things have happened. One would be is we don't think it's a sin, and mm-hmm. two, we especially don't think it's a sin. That's why people are in leadership. Yeah, you know, so you know, pastors that that are homo. Yeah, right. they have LGBT churches yeah well, but the point is so how like, did it get there mm-hmm. so how did we ever get to the point so here's what we had to get to right so there was a conditioning mm-hmm. right so conditioning over time that would say chris barb <laughs> i was waiting for that <laughs> i'm like wait a minute <laughs> yeah no wait so here's what it had to be the conditioning happened over time because it was like at some point if you would have said this isn't okay right you would have been looked at as somebody who is not a true Christian and mm-hmm. not somebody who right. loves God, right? And I'm, I'm sure that they're saying, you know, you're supposed to love everybody. And, yeah, I do love everybody, mm-hmm. but I don't have to accept your lifestyle, you know. And But I not just, accepting. Again, this is how I, conditioning happens. If yeah. you don't accept my lifestyle, you don't love me. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. But that's how they feel. But my point is, this is how conditioning. So I'm going to yeah. make you feel you're guilty right. until yeah. you either run away from me or agree with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, this is what's, this is how conditioning happens. Right. Conditioning happens where you're put in a, you're going to be forced mm-hmm. to make it. This is what's happening with the vaccination card. Right. right. Yeah. You're going to be forced to c- bring it to a head. Yeah. So before it was just get a vaccination, don't get a vaccination. Who really gives a crap? Right. Right. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. You know, everybody can make their own decision. The vaccination card brings to yeah. head a division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to make a statement. And you're going to have to err on one side. And when you err on that side, it will be known by everybody else. When you walk into that place in Breckenridge and they turn you around, just so you know, everybody that's in there is like, 
that person is wrong and we are right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how they're viewing it. And they're going to they're gonna call you out. This mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. Jenny, why aren't you getting a vaccination card? Everybody else is getting a vaccination card. I don't understand why. You're unloving mm-hmm. by not getting a vaccination card. But no, my point just <laughs> is that. it's conditioned in society so that it's conditioned in spirituality. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to condition you in society that if you don't go along with, like if you were to sit back there and say... This thing on TV, if Nick today would go back 20 years and say this was acceptable for kids to watch, if he went to his kids today and censored TV the way TV was censored, (laughs) Nick would be egged in his house. (laughs) Is it true, Nick? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you would for sure be ostracized in your church. He would get kicked out. Because your kids have been conditioned by culture to say this is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like they've just been conditions. And anytime, this is why it's so hard right now as a parent. Mm-hmm. If a parent actually evaluates, like if you watch The Social Dilemma, and again, just don't get me wrong, social media has its place and does really great things. Right. But if you watch The Social Dilemma, every single person who, because you've watched it, right, Nick? I, no, I haven't. Have yet. you really? You haven't? So anyway, at the end of The Social Dilemma, the people that create, the people that were a part of Facebook, the mm-hmm. people who were part of Instagram, they'll just flat out say, we won't let our kids have it. Yeah. We're not going to let our kids have it because we know how it went. If yeah. it goes down the road, it's going to be so hard to get your kid disconnected from it yeah. that you're going to you're going to get lashed if yeah. you ever tell your kid that they can't get on TikTok yeah. or if you ever tell your kid that they can't do this, right? Yeah, all their friends are. But my point is, it's a conditioning. Mm-hmm. They know this. Yes. Right? They know that if they get you down the road, there's no way Nick's going to fight that battle, mm-hmm. right? It's too big of a fight. His kids are going to hate him. Yeah. Right? Like, those things yeah. are just too big of a fight. And so back to Nick's going to sit back and say, you know what? And it's not just Nick. No. He's in the room. So. Yeah. But my point is, is they condition you to a way where the fight's too big. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're going to be, because right now, if Nick made that decision, he would be one of 50 dads that were going to make that decision. Yeah. And he would be looked at as the one who's an idiot because he's going against culture. Take that conditioning mm-hmm. and now put it in the church. So once you stand for something inside of the church, how else are you going to? Because you've been so used to, like, it's too big of a fight. Yeah. It's too big of a fight. But we need to make that stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the question, Chris, is this. Can you make that stand inside of the church if you're not going to make that stand in culture? If in culture you've been conditioned to follow along, and then all of a sudden you're going to say in the church, but I'm not, can you really do that? You know, think about that because it's, yeah, it's that's, culture that's conditioning tough. you to make it okay in the church. Yes. I mean, is that part of what's happening is, is that culture is conditioning us to a place that when you go inside of the church, I'm going to fight that one either. Mm-hmm. That one's too big of a fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to that, you know, what can one person do? You right. know, and, and is it has culture conditioned us in a way that now when we get to the spiritual realm, right, when we get to this place of, Oh, vaccination card, I'm not going to really fight it. Mark of the beast, who really cares, right? All this division, culture tells you to be live in harmony. Right now, everything's about if you're not in harmony with everybody, you're an outcast. And anytime you stand for something, you're the one on the outside. Anytime mm-hmm. you point at somebody and say that they're wrong, you're wrong. All this division, we want unity. Antichrist comes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to usher in peace. He's just waiting for us. But that's give my us point. Food, yeah. Is it all... Again, is it all 
Until you make a stand in every area of your life, can you separate them? That's my big question. Until you learn to to stand for something in every area of your life, can you really stand for something inside of the church? Can you really stand for the biblical truths? I mean, and how easy will that to be if everywhere else in our life we just kind of roll over? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So thoughts, Jenny, Chris, Nick, like on what that looks like? And how do we help people? I guess that's the question, right? What are we going to say to people? Because this is just my theory. This is just my, like, I think that there is a conditioning going on to prepare you for the future in both ways. So I think the tests of God are to condition you to have faith. Like, I think COVID was a test. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got outside of it. And I think mm-hmm. he was going to see where you land on faithfulness. And I think there's a big failure inside of the church of who you trust absolutely right so there are tests we already know this Mm -hmm. right there's tests inside that god allows to happen to build our faith there's tests inside of culture to see whether you're going to land covid is also a test yeah to see how willing is the united states of america who's been free forever to be under control Mm -hmm. yeah let's see how they do with little things let's see how it works with how you respond to these tests has something to do with what's coming in the future. Because the reason he gave you the test in the here is I want to build your faith. Mm-hmm. Because you know why? Because you're going to need it later. Mm-hmm. Right. Something's coming, right? Something's coming in your life where you're going to need that faith yes. to be able to get through it. So he allows those things to happen to build your faith. Right. Same concept over here. They're like, oh, wow, they didn't care that much about vaccination cards. So it's going to be easy to, yeah. mm-hmm. and easy to, and easy to. Compared to, like over here, it's withstanding the world that builds your faith, right? Mm-hmm. It's withstanding the things of, mm-hmm. of the world that builds your faith. That, that when you are a friend of, of God, you're an enemy to oh, the Lord. world, right? Like that's what it says. Yeah. Friend with God, enemy to the world. What we're trying to do is lump it all together. And so that's what I'm trying to get from you guys is what can we do for people to help them? Because... I've always been a firm believer. How you operate in culture mm-hmm. is how you operate inside of the church, and you can't separate it. Like, you just can't. If you're never going to take a stand in culture, you're never going to take a stand in the church. If you're never going to, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have this, like, I'm going to, again, if I'm, if I'm not going to get out of my selfishness when it comes to purchasing decisions in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't even say, listen, I will spend one more dollar. To not enslave someone. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll spend one more dollar. And I will actually drive across town to get free trade coffee from a coffee shop at, you know, at a place that doesn't enslave people all over the world. And right. I'm going to drive in and I don't have to go through a drive through I'm going to walk into a place and I'm going to get in. I'm going to come to a place like the Cafe of Hope who's a business for mission and be able to give money back. I'm going to make that purchasing decision that's going to cost me my time and cost me more money. Because intentionally, I'm deciding to go against culture. Because culture says, go to the drive-thru, buy the cheapest thing you can get, make it easy as possible. So if you never change it, like if you just make it all about all of that, are you really going to be able to do it when it comes to faith? No. Probably not. Yeah, so what advice do we give to people? Because I always give this advice. (laughs) I'll just tell you, drive across town. Make your life not easy. Don't don't make a decision on saving a dollar. Make yeah. a decision on saving a life. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Don't 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 go somewhere because it's cheaper. That was the whole Walmart discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the reason I go to the mom and pops is because it, I don't care if it costs me ten more dollars. 
It doesn't make me any decision. I, I don't really care. I'm going to make a decision to have to go five different places to keep mom and pops open than to go to one place and save a dollar because that convenience. Yeah. Because I think it's a cultural conditioning. Well, right? talking about a culture and conditioning, I just, I had to go buy some paint. I need some primer. I'm working on my cabinets. So before I left home, I checked Ace for mm-hmm. the price of the primer and I checked Walmart. Walmart was $6 more a gallon. Hmm. Yeah. So wow. there's your conditioning. No, for because, sure. Because, you know, they, they're, they've always been the lowest price and they aren't. But if you read their, their, their stuff, like that's not even, they know this. They know the way to get people in is to say that we're the lowest in some areas and that because you're in one place that they're going to make their money back up on $6 more on paint. Like, they know that. Like, again, it goes back to a conditioning. Yeah. You know why you're going to buy everything at Walmart? It's convenient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think in your mind, this is better. They've conditioned you. Right. right? They've conditioned exactly. you to believe that convenience mm-hmm. and a price over here where you could save a dollar, but you don't really know you're paying $6 more. Right. They've conditioned yeah. you to believe. And again, we've fallen into this. Mm-hmm. The American public has fallen into convenience over conviction. Forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There is no conviction. You don't make it any decision on conviction anymore. You make every decision on convenience. Right. Right? Scripture tells us make decisions on conviction and not mm-hmm. conviction. Faith is about making decisions on conviction, not convenience. People who go outside of faith, don't have faith, make decisions on convenience and not conviction. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've always said, do you think you can really walk into and be a follower of Jesus Christ when all of your life is lived on convenience and then all of a sudden you're going to just switch it over inside of faith? No, you can't. I don't think it's possible. I... And I think that's how people become lukewarm. I think the way that people become lukewarm is that they just try to take this convenience mindset that they live with 20 three hours a day Mm -hmm. and then for the one hour of jesus they've just kind of mended it all together and because you've given some of your time to jesus and we've made it all work then surely i'm okay right but honestly your decision to come to church was about convenience what was your decision to come to church was on just what you wanted on your decision on what church you chose was just on you what you wanted and we've created a con again because i've always said you want to choose life church i would never choose life church over convenience I would never come to Life Church over convenience. Never choose a church because it's something that you like. Mm-hmm. Choose a church because it's something that helps you be on mission. Yeah. Period. Period. But how many people choose a church that's, that's so that you can accomplish the mission that God gave you compared to, well, this one's convenient. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about yeah. it. Well, like I said, I'm three blocks away. <laughs> That's right. She did I didn't say mean that. it that way, Barb. She did say that. <laughs> Barb, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but, you know, it made me think when you said that. I, I was know. Like, oh, my. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, in general, think about this. Like, yeah. when we're choosing something, I want to choose something that says, I know I can reach my friends here because they can come here. I might not like everything about it, but I know my friends who I'm trying to reach would love it here. Right, so I'm yeah. going to pick here. Yeah. I need to be on mission. Or this is a place that helped me accomplish the mission that God has for me. Uh, because, again, the reason that the church struggles so much with transfer around, like people just keep going around, is because a lot of times you picked it on convenience, and when it became inconvenient, you went somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you didn't yeah. pick the first church you were on a mission. Mm-hmm. Because if that church was on mission, even if it was inconvenient, 
you would stay. I would mm-hmm. stay. I know you would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you well enough, and I know Jenny well enough, and I know Nick well enough. It's, we can be inconvenienced as long as it's on mission, right? But we didn't pick it for that reason in the beginning, and so when it became inconvenient, we went to the next place that became convenient. more convenient. And so that the reason that you do that in the church is because that's how you live your life, yeah. right? That's, that's what we do in our entire mm-hmm. life, and somehow we think that it's going to shift just because you chose to, to go to church. And I'm like, listen, your whole life decisions should be made on conviction everything that we do should mm-hmm. be made on conviction and not convenience and if you do those things right it will transform the way you look at scripture the way that you see it because he's asking you the same thing and mm-hmm. it's not completely foreign right to be able to do that so right. we're running out of time so give some advice jenny so if you're going to give some advice mm-hmm. for people in general Right, like oh, we've talked about a lot today. Yeah, a it has of, been a lot. A lot of different, wow. a lot of different it has thoughts. Been, yeah. well, again, some things to think about. Yeah. right? some things to to really process, and some things to just again thinking outside of the box. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying whether these things are true or not true. I believe it. Right. I think it's a conditioning. I think some of these tests mm-hmm. given by culture are to see how much you'll lay over. I think some of these tests are going to see whether or not this is in the United States of America who used to fight but aren't yeah. going to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to test the waters to see if, you know, that's the case. And we're going to get a good idea of what we can and can't do by how they respond to these certain things. We already know that Christ's given us the test to be able to be faithful. And we yeah. already know that these two are going to be at odds mm-hmm. forever in life. Right. So we, we know a lot of those things and we know that conditioning her happened in the church of Laodicea. That's how they became lukewarm. They accepted it, allowed it. And over time they yeah. just became, and it was became the normal and they didn't know any different. They didn't know they were going to hell. They kept That's going down scary. the road. Just, going, just the same concept. Your kids someday taking the mark of the beast might not know that they just sealed their fate yeah. because you allowed them to be conditioned that all these things are okay. Yeah. Right, like these are just things to think yeah. about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Things to process, you know. So we know any of these things for sure, but we just know that we should think like this and start processing this. So, Jenny, would you give any advice to our listeners who are listening in today with mm-hmm. all of this information? How can they think through their own life to make sure that we don't end up like the church in Laodicea, like mm-hmm. so we don't just go along with all the flow so that we don't end up in places completely deceived and not knowing. I think just taking a stand, taking that one step and then eventually it'll just become like normal. I think we've gotten used to dismissing and I like dismissing because for me, I dismiss things. I completely get them out of my mind or whatever. But I think the more we get used to it, the more we'll be able to say no. Okay. It's just like saying no to anything else you do. Like some people have a really hard time saying no, me, okay? Mm-hmm. I've, that's something I've struggled with always has been too. able to say no. But the more that you do it, mm-hmm. the more it's easier, like, you feel more confident in saying yeah. it. Yeah, con- you are conditioning yourself in the yes. right way. Correct. Right? You're conditioning yourself to, mm-hmm. to be able, when conflict comes or things come, you're able to err on the side of even though it's not comfortable, I'm right. going to go ahead and say no, mm-hmm. even though if it causes me discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, good. And I think you need to continually be in prayer. Yeah, for you sure. Know, yeah. If you're if you're not praying and saying, "Help me to make sure that I am picking the right thing, mm-hmm. that I'm going the right way," mm-hmm. you know, constantly, just we just need to be there and in the Word constantly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, 
that movie, The War Room. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, good great. movie. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Good After they did yeah. that, I took Keely's old bedroom. Yeah. And, oh. and it is now my war room. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And, right. and, you know, it's just, um, it gives you the ability to have that relationship with Jesus that, mm-hmm. that, that no other time you can have. Right. I mean, it's so important that you have that prayer life with him. Right. And, and he'll lead you in the right way. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, again, Chris, what you bring up is vitally important. Yeah. Because, again, that's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. To go yes. to a war room yeah. is inconvenient. Yeah. It's a decision to go against culture. Mm-hmm. Right? That is an absolute. When you decide Time. to go in and close the door and go in your closet and seek the Lord and be in a relationship with yeah. him, that would solve a lot of problems. This yeah. whole other stuff that we're talking about of, like, the what ifs and the place. If you are in deep relationship with the Lord and you are listening and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, a lot of these convictions that we should be following will come from him. Yeah. These aren't like, oh, I'm just making him off a whim, be- whim because I'm a rebel. I don't really <laughs> care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just making this decision because yeah. I want to go against the flow. Like, you're making this decision because you have a deep conviction about something. Mm-hmm. Right. And that deep conviction came from the word, and the deep conviction came from God, and the deep mm-hmm. conviction is something... Because when you have a deep conviction that comes from God, you will not come off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You won't. Right. When you have a conviction of yourself or something that you like or something that you're standing on, people can knock you off. Yeah. Right. It might not be easy, but people mm-hmm. can knock you off that. And I think that's great advice. It is. You know, yeah. for people to be able to do that. And it's great advice in like getting to the place where we condition ourselves mm-hmm. to be okay to stand up for something. Yeah. Right? That's what you're saying, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's okay to stand up. Right. Right. And that's what I was gonna say. For me, I just think it's okay for people to be okay with people not liking you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hard. And you it know. is hard. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I don't You really don't care. care. But no. I mean, that's what we did within, like you even said, if they hate you or if they're like upset with you, then you're doing the right thing because right. that you're, verse. Well, so. I'll just have to tell you, this was hard in the beginning. So in the beginning of Life Church, when people would leave because of me, mm-hmm. you know, and then just so you know, everybody had to make sure they told me that, you know, oh, such and such know. left well, yeah. because of what you said. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody has any problem telling me that people <laughs> left because of me. And yeah. it was, I was like, oh man, that really hurts, you mm-hmm. know, and like, oh man, I wish I would have. And over time, the deeper my conviction got to what God wanted me to say on a Sunday morning, it got yeah. to the place where I don't really care because mm-hmm. it's not me. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, I'm not making these words up. That's right. easier to you know, know that. I, I'm okay right now, you know, and I've been at that place for quite a long time because I'm not just making this up. This isn't just a personal opinion. You know, when I'm standing on this mm-hmm. front and I'm preaching a message, this is a conviction given to me by God. Right. And I, I if you leave over it, I'm going to be okay with that because you're not leaving because of me. Right. Mm-hmm. You're leaving yeah. because of the word. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm going to be okay with that. And I already know that I landed on this. If you're going to put yourself in leadership and you are going to take a stand and you are going to stand up for the things of God, you will be hated by mm-hmm. the world. And if people aren't leaving, my biggest question is, or maybe you're not saying, maybe you're not preaching, maybe you're not doing. Because exactly. if everybody stays, there might right. be a problem. Yeah. Right? Because if the word says everybody, if you stand up for the word, that the world will hate you, mm-hmm. then then there probably should be some evidence of the world hating you. Right. Right. Or maybe we're not doing it the way we need to do. So that would be my advice. Like I'd be okay that people don't like you. Be mm-hmm. okay that the world's upset. No, no, nowhere in scripture does it tell you yeah. that he came to bring peace. 
He says, right. rejoice when that happens. Rejoice yeah. when you have trials yeah, or well, tribulation. I mean, Jesus just flat out said, I came to bring division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father against mother, mm-hmm. kids against, I mean, because he's like, I'm the truth. And if I am the truth, it will cause division. Right. It just will. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just the way that it's going to work. And so I've just landed on the fact my job was never to bring harmony. Yeah. Uh, my job was never to bring peace. My job was to bring the word of God and it'll produce whatever it was supposed to produce. Mm-hmm. Sometimes harmony and sometimes division. Right. But that's just the way that it mm-hmm. works. I think you if know? you understand that it's not you that they're hating and it's him, then you're in the right place and you'll be able to stand up and make those decisions to not conform. Right. Yeah. And then the last thing I would leave us with is just think about your own life and think how many decisions you make out of convenience and not out of conviction. Just <laughs> evaluate it a ton (laughs) no i'm just saying evaluate it yeah i mean i don't think it's wrong to evaluate it and just flat Mm -hmm. out see why i mean because again how hard would it be for you to make some of those and how much of that will change for you Mm -hmm. when you start actually making a decision a thoughtful decision Mm -hmm. based upon conviction compared to convenience and how much will that carry over into your faith and i say that it does Mm -hmm. like i say when you make conviction decisions over convenience decisions i think it affects the way you follow the lord I just think it makes you more thoughtful about making decisions out of conviction. Makes you more thoughtful about doing what the Holy Spirit tells you to do because it's inconvenient. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've lived your whole life for convenience and he tells you to do something, you're going to be like, oh, I'm not doing that. Because you've not trained yourself yeah. to do anything that's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Start right. training yourself. Start training yourself in, a, in culture to do things that are inconvenient yeah. and more on conviction. So like I tell, make a list of things that you do that are all out of convenience and make a decision of whether or not you can change some of those things over time. I feel like you're training two ways, either for God or away from him. Yeah, for sure. There's only two. And a good way to find out what, where your convictions are is go back to your, to your checkbook and look Mm. to see where you're spending your Mm -hmm. money. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And if you're going to McDonald's every other day, you know, that's probably (laughs) not a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, again, most of the things that were created in our culture today were all created because we live in a world of convenience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, if, I mean, the reason that, that some of these companies are billion-dollar companies is because it's convenience. Oh, they, yeah. They just cater to your convenience. That's what my job is all about. It's convenience? <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, because people don't want to have to come, so I go to them. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. yeah we've, created, we've created a world of convenience, so all we need to think about is, is that when you can make purchasing decisions or time decisions based upon conviction and not convenience, I think it will help you in your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jenny, end us up. So mm-hmm. uh, we did have one question. We just have to. We make did it have one. Quick. Yeah, we should. Ask yeah, I mean, that. You gotta it is good. The it's a good question because <laughs> before we get there, Nick, remember how people can submit questions. So Jenny, yep. show us that because we're at the end. Yep. So questions, comments. If anything sparked an interest or sparked something fiery, something inside your soul, <laughs> you want to have a debate or a conversation about, text our phone number, podcast. So you can. This is so you can get it in our group. Yeah. Because eventually we'll have more groups. But text 260-408-8383. Yeah, and so they can send questions for our guests. Anything. They can send comments. Same thing if you're on our YouTube. We'd love for you to leave comments. Yep. You know, there so we can have discussions on YouTube. Somebody's looking at that and monitoring it. Or send in specific questions for our guests, which is, the question came in and it is. (laughs) Great question. Great question. (laughs) Who is your favorite? Who's it from? Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's from Keely Oswald. She says, <laughs> who is your favorite kid? LOL, just kidding. It's my mama. Right? 
but wait, what is your answer? So, so go ahead, Barb. Yeah. What, you what, is your, what is your answer? Is. So I told these guys I was going to say it's Lisa, my daughter-in-law, but oh, <laughs> but it's all Cute. of them. All oh, that's such them. a typical mother. Yeah. Way well, to go, mom. Yeah, it's yeah. hard not to. You know, the diplomatic the answer. We love you all the same. It's not the We're truth, not though. Favorites. No, I don't love them all the same. I love them all differently, but I love them all. Okay, that that's good. All right. So again, we just thank everybody for joining us. Yeah, you know, thank thanks you, for inviting Chris, me. for you know coming on. We just love you know hearing your insight and love that the things that God's doing in your life that He's going to continue to use you you know in amazing ways. And we're glad that we can put this podcast together. And again, as we continue to evolve this and we continue to see what God wants us to do, we're excited about the reach that we can have. And so when Jenny yeah. puts stuff out on Facebook, share it. That's like, a big it, thing for yes. us. If you can share it with other people and get that link. Having comments on our YouTube is great, you know, gives us an opportunity to interact with you. We want you to listen and or watch and be able to share with other people. So thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.